Welcome back, loudest podcast, loudest, most sussiest podcast podcast on the internet. My name's Roger Zan. I'm here to say that I'm with the stereos. Hi, say hi, stereos. Hey, what's going on? Not much. What's going on with you? Uh, not too much. I want to thank uh, Smarty for editing our four-hour best of episode that dropped last week. Sorry, we were off last week. Just a bunch of stuff caught up with us at once. I had two like day-long job interviews last week, remember? Oh my god, those people have fucking testicles to waste eight hours of your goddamn time. It's this amazing thing that people are doing now where they're just like, from noon to 6 p.m., you're going to talk to everyone at our company and we still might not hire you. Yeah, and they don't give a shit because they're all getting paid for this. Yeah, I know. They're like, oh, yeah, I, instead of staring at solitaire for six hours, I get to talk and be like, hey, I was drinking a Dr. Pepper yesterday and I know, Steve, I'm not supposed to be having that. <laughs> I'm convinced boomers don't have friends. Like, that's why they need to sit on these dumb meetings and like calls and job interviews for six hours is because that's the only type of human interaction that they get the one the only bright spot in my like week of marathon job interviews was i was so exhausted that i cracked open a um a white monster and then the guy i was interviewing to pulled up a white monster into camera as well i think i'm gonna get that job a boomer to boomer communication <laughs> yeah exactly that yeah that guy's beard was as gray as that can of monster is white i know he's gonna love me Ooh. Now, but here's the thing, though. It's really hard to do these job interviews because Sriracha's is home. She works around. We both work. It's a pandemic, blah, blah, blah. Every time I'm doing these job interviews, I see Sriracha out of the corner of my eye laughing hysterically at everything I'm saying. And I don't think it's because I'm making funny riffs. And no, it's just because, like, it's nonsense. You have to slip into this job interview character who just says the dumbest fucking bullshit that no human being would ever believe. I don't know what you're talking about. Like... Oh, I love going into the office. Work from home, more like work from suck my dick. (laughs) (laughs) I don't say. All right. All right. So a lot of times they'll say like, so uh, what's your what's your favorite? What's your work style? Like, do you prefer to work from home, from the office, hybrid? And I'm always like, I need to give all three answers as quickly as possible. So, So I'll be like, I'll be like hybrid from the office, from home. It's all the same to me. What I'm looking for is like engaging, meaningful work that powers my day and fuels my dreams. Oh, yeah. That was the other good one is like, oh, I don't have a set salary I'm looking for. I'm just interested in at talking to cool people. Like, what the fuck? I did say that. <laughs> I did say I, I, I said, you know, I'm, I'm really not in this for the money. What I'm in this for is the relationships. Like you spend more time with some of these people than you do with some of your own family members. And so what I'm looking for is a, is a, is a, a space where I'll feel like valued, where I'll feel like what I'm doing really matters and where I'm surrounded by people I trust. Please give me all your money. Please, please, please give me all your mm. money. Please, I'm so tired of being poor. And all you got to do is give me a big box of money. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could just be honest. I wish we could walk in and be like, hey, uh, I'm going to leave four hours early, but I'm going to make you this much money. You could sell my crap for this much. Goodbye. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Holy fucking shit. People keep asking me to describe like, oh, uh, what's a what's a piece of work you've done in advertising that like you're really proud of? And of course, my first answer is none of it. It's all just diarrhea I take onto the Internet so I can survive another day. But 
I'm always like, you know what? I'd love it if you'd go through my portfolio and maybe like uh, I could uh, make up a bunch of lies and excuses about why something that caught your eye is the best thing you've ever heard. Yeah, huh? of can course. we do that? Uh, you see my portfolio, jackass? Uh, can you read? <laughs> I'm sending them like 30 commercials I've made. I'm sending them a little website with 30 goddamn commercials. I think my advertising work that I'm most proud of is this one uh, thing that I wrote while I was really, really big at my friend's house because we were about to go out to some kind of restaurant and we were uh, smoking obviously but it was like they just got home from work and I was like wrapping up this thing I was like hey five more minutes I just gotta, gotta hit this joint and then we could leave and nobody asked any questions that was an ad you wrote yeah uh, I mean that's not exactly what happened but no that was what happened IRL oh but what happened in the ad in the ad world they just liked it they were just like thanks this is great was what like, was that can you tell us anything about this ad you wrote while uh, stoned out of your mind just dumb it was just a dumb banner ad stupid dumb advertising doesn't work yeah I know no advertising definitely doesn't work alright they're always like what's your leadership style uh, and my uh, the answer I want to give is employable, employable, <laughs> the kind of leader that you pay money to. Can you pay me money now, please? Oh, and the other thing is, sometimes you get on the phone and you'll have a number in mind. I want this number for job. And then the number they have will be like a third of it. But if you start off the meeting, like the other day I was on one of these calls and, and I was like, hey, you know, I know your time is really valuable. So like just to just to kind of level set with you. I'm looking for compensation in the this to this range. They were so fucking offended. Like, really? They were so upset with me that I started the conversation talking about number instead of talking to them for 29 minutes and 47 seconds and then using the last 13 seconds to find out that we were like literally worlds apart on number. Oh my fucking God, I goddamn hate that i don't know why people are so fucking against like they're so fucking offended by the idea that you work a job for money did you see that colorado made this law that was like people have to put salary ranges Good. on their job postings and now because everything's uh telecommuting they're just not hiring anybody in colorado because they don't want to do it that much that they would rather just hire in the other 49 fucking states. Jesus fucking Jesus. Isn't that ridiculous? Colorado tries to do one nice thing for its goddamn workers and every other state says, fuck you. Yeah, but no, instead of like just being like, hey, this is how much I'm making right now. You can beat it, then we can have a conversation. If not, be on your merry way. I'm sure you got like pictures of your grandkids to non-consensually show people. But no, we have to be like, what do you think? Like, I love you more. No, I love you more. Like, what do you think you want to be paid? I don't know. What are you thinking for the role? Ah, I don't, well, what do you, you must have like a range that you're thinking about. Ah, uh, no. I mean, what do you, it's so awful. It's so awful. There's the whole thing where in negotiation, they always say whoever gives the first number loses. But the thing is, Everybody knows that about negotiation now. So it leads to conversations like the one Siraj just had. The way I short circuit is I give a ridiculous number. That's what I do too. Yeah. I'm like a quarter of a million dollars. I want a quarter of a million dollars to do this. Now, why don't you come back at me with whatever number you were going to give in the first place so we can really start this conversation? Yeah, instead of dicking around, I want a billion dollars. Yes. Can you tell me, can you do a billion dollars or would you like to place another dollar amount on this? I want a billion, million, <laughs> kajillion, quadrillion dollars. What would you like to counter with? <laughs> yeah. 
It's like that. Yeah, it's it's, it's fucking insane. Um, oh right, because the thing is, these people are like, well, we don't want someone who just wants a job. We want someone who wants to work for Tylenol. Oh. Like we want someone who like believes in like the Tylenol brand ethos and like wants to be a member of the Tylenol family. No one wants to be a member of the Tylenol family if they're telling you that they're lying to you. Why not hire me, a guy that tells the truth? I hate you and I hate what you do. Give me money and sometimes I'll do work. You're not my fucking family, Tylenol. I threw up on my mom's carpet once because I was too drunk. They didn't fire me. <laughs> From the family. Oh, but if I did that at the Tylenol office or something, <laughs> oh, someone would be talking to HR. Yeah, fuck you. Fuck you. I hate that whole family talk. I hate all of that. I had a conversation with somebody at one of those temping agencies. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, you were like, oh, we really like all this stuff that you do and your portfolio looks really great and we really like to talk. Have you talked to uh, this one client of ours? And I know that, uh, I know exactly from the way this, this bitch is describing this job that this client is not going to be like worth, the juice is not going to be worth the squeeze because they're like, how fast can you write X number of words? I'm like, that's not how this works. <laughs> Like, that's not how brands work. I'm not a fucking advertising machine. Sometimes I need to sit and think about what I'm writing before I write it. So that takes a little longer. And uh, she's like, mm, they don't know how much money they want. I was like, okay, I want $200 an hour. <laughs> she's like, I don't know if that's in their budget. I was like, okay, well, why don't you tell me what's in their budget? Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, Thank you. You, you want to do this song and dance? I got all fucking day, bitch. I got a hat. I got a cane. Let's soft you, bitch. <laughs> oh. And they're always asking, they're always, they're always like, you know, hey, uh, so why are you in the job market right now? Like, uh, like why are you, why are you uh, looking for a job right now? And I found out that if you just say, am poor, want more money, <laughs> they don't like it. Especially when you say it in that caveman patois. Yeah, no, say you chose to be poor and have no money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They want to hear like, you know, well, I'm really looking for the right opportunity. You know, an opportunity like with an employer that like gets it and is my family, is my mommy and my daddy, tuck me in, put their tibby in my mouth, suck on their milk. Yeah, what do they fucking expect you say, I made my last company too much money. <laughs> they got rid of me. Like, what's the right answer to that? Yeah, I, yeah, I, it's, yeah it's, it's goddamn ridiculous. Oh, and then they're always like, we're looking for someone who's gonna like really stick around for a long time and, re and like really make a career of this. What they're trying to say is, we hate this fucking eight hour long job process. And also we realize we could pay you like we're spending less. We're spending more money having these eight hour job interviews than we would just like fucking hiring anyone on the street. Yeah. I, yeah cause some of these job postings I'm seeing, they have been up for like six or seven months. It's like fucking hire somebody already. <laughs> but I always hate it when they're when they're like, we're looking for we're not looking for like a happy freelancer. We're, we're looking for someone who's going to stick around a long time and like really dig into the work. It's like, well, then how about you hire me on a five year contract? Like, why don't we make this permanent then? Like, why don't we sign an exclusive contract and I'll just work for you and you'll pay me a shitload of money so I don't have to freelance somewhere else? Yeah, no, it's, it's all of these uh, opportunities. Everything that pe these companies bitch about can be solved by just giving people more money, but yes. they would rather fucking put toothpicks under their toenails and kick a wall than do that. They would rather not employ anybody <laughs> in Colorado than pay like the slightest amount more money it would take to get the quality people they need yeah
Did I tell you one time I was in college and I was looking for a job like right out of college. So obviously it's like I'm not expecting a hundred thousand dollars, but I see this job posting on the internet and it was like we're offering fifteen to twenty dollars an hour or something, which was good at the time. So I go in to the job interview and this dude talks for I shit you fucking not one hour and I'm sitting there and he says, Now what what uh, salary did I put on the job interview I was like 15 to 20 an hour he's like oh yeah we can't pay that we're more looking for like 12 and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at him I'm like okay I'm just gonna like leave then <laughs> he's like oh what do you I want to see your portfolio I was like no no like dude you don't even remember what number you put on a job interview on a fucking job listing and I'm sure you do you just wanted to learn like you lied so I'm just gonna leave now <laughs> Good for you. It's like going to a date and then the guy being like, oh, no, I'm not actually a doctor. I work at a gas station, but I was really feeling your vibes. It's like, nah, you, you, you lied about something pretty big, so I'm just going like, to head out. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, it, is, it is the absolute worst. It is such a tough and trying experience. It is almost as tough as trying to get the burger a poivre. At Raul. Oh my God, the burger saga has finally come to a close after what, like fucking six months of talking about it? You and I have been talking about, more you, because I didn't know about this until you, tell me what you learned about New York's mythical burger. Let me tell you, listeners, if you ever come to New York, there is one burger that is the most uh, difficult to get burger in Manhattan. And it is apparently, alleged, allegedly, the best burger in Manhattan. It is found at Raul's. Raul's is a French restaurant located in Soho. I, I, I think. Have no, Soho, NoHo, Lower East Side, Lower. I never know where I am in New York, and I've lived here for almost a decade. Right, I'm almost positive it's Soho, but I digress. Uh, they have <laughs> this one. This restaurant is a French restaurant, and it's famous for its steak au pois. I don't, I don't. I know. just say it the worst way possible. I just go steak up wow. Yeah, steak up. <laughs> yeah, cause I don't know how you're supposed to say it. steak. Uh, can you insert like a bus beeping noise? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, anyways, so would they also serve something off-menu? And what they serve off-menu is the steak a pois burger mm. However, and it is rumored to be one of the best burgers in like the entire fucking city But let me tell you getting that fucking burger is more difficult than getting into the goddamn Olympics mm. <laughs> Because there are only 12 burgers that they serve every night. Why 12? Fuck you and they only serve it at the bar, of which there are six seats. And so, no reservations. And absolutely no fucking reservations. So you have to get there early enough that the burgers are the 12 fucking burgers in a city of what, like 9 million people? Yes. That of a city of 9 million people, the 12 burgers have not sold out. And you need to sit at the bar and you need to get a seat and you need, or you need to be in line before the burgers sell out. And sometimes you get there and you're waiting for a seat at the bar and then the burgers sell out and it's like, fuck you, you've wasted an entire hour. Which also means you gotta eat lunch or dinner at like five o'clock like a goddamn 86 year old woman. Mm -hmm. But anyways, we finally, the journey came to a close for us recently because yesterday, last night, we got the steak a pois burger. Let me tell you, it was pretty good. <laughs> okay, but we almost didn't. You're leaving out some critical details in this story. Oh, this so, was absolutely furious. So the boomer is much like boomers like to get to the airport the day before, if not earlier. I'm like, okay, the restaurant opens at five. 
we should be in line outside the restaurant at exactly 3 p.m. We should stand out there for two hours in the freezing cold, so we're guaranteed to get this Borg war. Sarancha's like, uh, I think I think it. I don't know that we need to be there two hours early, Chief. Like, let's just go to the Starbucks around the corner and like at like 4:45, like we'll swing by. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Sure we will. Because I know having an argument with a Zoomer is just never going to work. It's never about the logic. It's always about emotion. Every time you tell a Zoomer that they should do one thing differently, they just imagine their mom screaming at them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do this. And then I stand up from the Starbucks an hour early. I'm like, I'll be right back. And I go to Raul's and I'm standing outside in the freezing cold. There's a very attractive Italian man who's like, yeah, we're not going to be open for... An hour. And I was like, is it cool if I just wait here in front of the Borgor, looking at the Borgor? Staring longingly into the bar <laughs> through the window. Can I, is it okay if like I put my hands on the window and like my eyes are glowing with Borgor? Like, it's, is it okay for you guys to imagine like a, like little Borgor symbols in my <laughs> eyes? Can you please take a little bit of the sauce and like paint it on the window with the pastry brush and I'll lick it like the fucking Pickle Rick guy? <laughs> got the Szechuan sauce and threw it on the parking <laughs> and the guy's like yeah I guess you can stand out here for an hour I stood there for a goddamn hour for the first half hour Sriracha was right it was a very lonely Borgor vigil <laughs> I was the only person out there from 4 to 4 30 I'm playing Hearthstone on my phone I'm taking work calls I'm trying to explain to people on conference calls why they like should not do things while I'm also trying to get the Borgor then, at exactly 4.31 p.m., every vagabond in New York shows up. Guys with scarves around the top of their head. Guys with, like, weird mittens with patches. Guys wearing, like, corduroy jackets and, like, shoes that, like, are so floppy you could turn them into a puppet and they could talk. Like, a bunch of freaks and weirdos start lining up. And I immediately text Sriracha. I was like, Sriracha. I need you here now. Your Borgor is in danger. Oh, yeah. No, so I threw my shit in my backpack and I sprinted down to Raul's where the Borgor line was. Yeah. And she hops in line right next to me. And you and you audibly hear all these guys go, oh. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. He was reserving multiple Borgors. He was reserving uh, 20% of the Borg. <laughs> Wait, what's two out of 12? No, that's probably 20%. Two out of 12 is one out of six. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and six, 20, 40, 60, 80. Uh, oh, I, whatever. Let's keep going. Whatever. <laughs> now I've realized I'm wrong. Let's keep moving. <laughs> and uh, everybody's going like, oh. And it's just like, yes, yes, I know. I, okay. Well, okay. Shut up, guys. You know I was here first. You all saw me here first because I watched each and every one of you try to enter the bar and then get told to wait outside, <laughs> just like I did when I had the conversation with the nice Italian gentleman. But, ah, Stereos, these rules don't apply to everyone. So, it's so five o'clock rolls around. I am first in line for Borgor. Sriracha is second in line for Borgor. Now, we assume our Borgor is guaranteed until an even older Italian man comes out. He comes out and he says, you guys here for the Borgor? And we all nod like hamsters. Like when you take a peanut in front of a bird, brew of birds, you wave it upside down. It's like, yep, Borgor time. And he's like, well, we only got six Borgors left. And I was like, what the 
fuck? The restaurant isn't even open yet. The restaurant opens at five and the kitchen opens at five fifteen. So how is that even fucking possible? And oh, uh, the gentleman explains. He says, "Oh no, a group of uh, decrepit fucking boomers came in and they're friends with the guy that owns the restaurant, so they get to come in and sit down early." And I'm sitting in there. I'm like. This is fucking ridiculous. This is not a Borgor, Borgor democracy. This is a Borgor fucking oligarchy. What the fuck is that? Why even bother then? So this is truly the most exclusive burger, Borgor, because I guess the fucking boomers get first crack at it. No, so we did get our Borgor, but we got there and they were already half sold out before the fucking restaurant even opened. And I'm doing, so, and sitting there, I'm thinking, why not just do 18 Borgor then? Like, if you know your whole pack of nursing home friends are going to come and eat half the Borgor, can't you just extend it for one night then? It's, it's fucking just ridiculous. 12. They only make 12 Borgor, and when they're gone, they're gone. They even have a little counter on they the uh, POS machine. Yeah. It's like Borgor. Then every time you click it, it goes down by one. Yeah, we saw that number like ticking down all night. And I felt so bad because there's people lying behind me who I assume were huge pieces of shit because of how they're dressed and how they smell. But they at least deserve to Borgor. Yeah, no. They should not have to wait behind these fucking boomers. Oh, my God. Then let me tell you, these boomers had balls too so i'm sitting there i'm just trying to enjoy my burger while you're in the bathroom and this fucking 80 year old man sitting next to me is like how do you like the burger and i was like oh it was delicious definitely worth the wait and he's like oh yeah i love it i come here all the time and i'm looking at him like i bet you fucking do yeah, you fucking do you animal <laughs> i'm gonna take this Borgor knife and chop you up into Borgor. i'm gonna make boomer up wow uh, yeah you're lucky you don't become the next Borgor. <laughs> And so, uh, and so I am trying to hurry up and clear out one of these seats. Like every hipster in Brooklyn is like outside in the freezing cold looking at us enjoying our burgers. I'm like, it's not my fault. It's the boomer's fault. I'm with you guys. I'm with you. Yeah, no, you're sitting there trying to eat your burger and there's just these uh, dirty vagabonds <laughs> looking in at the window, gazing longingly as a soft piano tune plays in the background. I feel like such a class traitor. But look. That was the best hamburger I've ever eaten. It was really good. Like that. Like that's the thing. I said to myself, I bet after all the trouble, it's just fine. No, it was incredibly good. It, it was the best hamburger I've ever had in my life. It, and the, also, also the French fries were good. They were really, really good. It comes with this listener's side of a pois sauce, which I don't, I don't know what it's fucking made of. But let me tell you, Chick Fil A sauce ain't got nothing on this bitch. It was delicious. I wanted to lick the interior of the bowl after I was done. I ate all my sauce and then I got more sauce because it was so fucking good. You take the borgor if you ever do get the borgor, cut it in half and then like dip the entire thing in the sauce. It's magical. Yeah, it's the it is the borgor at Raoul's. You've got to line up early. Tuesday is apparently the day to go because it is the day that, that that there is the least amount of, of Borgor traffic outside. Yeah, I did my research. And even on Tuesday, the fucking boomers just get in there and fuck everything up like they did the economy, the yeah, Borgor exactly. economy. Yeah, exactly. And we fucking COVID-19 would come and kill their Borgors too. All right, well, anyway, that's it. Uh, we'll be right back after this with more of the Loudest Podcast. <laughs> Hey there, Sussy Baca. Are you part of Patreon.com slash Stereos yet? If you're not, you need to head on over there for the 
for the for the January sticker Among Us. Nimi Yori invented the Among Us girl, taking over the internet by storm. Now canonically, we are also Among Us people. We're in the Among Us universe. Check it out. Patreon.com slash serious for just $15 a month. You get our monthly sticker of the month. You could uh, get it every single month. You can make a little diagram out of them. They're very cute. But you have to subscribe to the Patreon by Monday, January 31st to, to get it. So head on over to Patreon.com slash serious just $15 you get the sticker and you get the video version of this podcast thank you so much among us among us among us among us among us among us hey sriracha you smell that what you smell it you smell it you smell it in the air you smell that taste it in the back of your throat that smell i think that's your epiglottis oh no i don't think it is i think i smell something burning i think i smell Beans burning. My beans are burning. It's time for another edition of What's Burning My Beans. Oh, Christ. I didn't know anything was burning your beans this week. A lot of things are burning my beans this week. Number one, describe what I'm holding. Box. Next question. Exactly. I'm holding a box. Inside it is a mug. It's a mug that a, that a listener of ours, they live in Australia, they're like, I want one of those mugs you made for Christmas where it's Stereos drinking something out of a mug. You could say cum. You know, I'm, I'm trying not to say that word super <clears throat> early uh, because I don't want YouTube to uh, demonetize us. Oh, okay. Well, why don't you just point to me whenever you want me to say the word cum? You know, I don't think, I, I honestly don't think it's, I think it's either of us saying that word might lead to us be demonetized. It's okay. Demon- it's okay, YouTube, because I'm saying C O M E. Like, yeah, really? come, come mm-hmm. all ye faith. <laughs> come, okay. come, 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 come. I can hear the you. Come on down. That's just my fucking accent. Leave me alone. Anyway, okay. Bye-bye monetization. And um, <laughs> look, and so this guy, he's like, they, the, the, your manufacturer will not deliver to Australia. This poor guy has been aching for a mug. Too. He's been messaging us, not us in particular. I don't know if he's messaging you, but I've been talking to him on Instagram. He was like, make mugs, make mugs, make mugs. And I was like, bro, I want to make mugs. And then we finally made mugs. And he's like, fuck, you don't strip to Australia. No. (laughs) (laughs) You don't ship to Australia. (laughs) So... I tell him, you know what? I I got one extra mug here. I quoted like a ludicrous number. I said like, send us thirty bucks, and I'll just send you whatever's left. Cause cause I'm like, I don't know, maybe it'll cost twenty twenty five to ship. You know, I'll send him the extra ten. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I wrap this thing up nice and tight. I bring it down to the United States Post Office. Guess how much it costs to ship this very small cardboard box. With a cum mug inside. Oh, fuck. Okay, I love this game. Um, Because I'm always shocked and appalled every time I try to send anything. Yeah. I got this friend in Canada that sometimes will trade like cards and shit. Aww. And it blows my fucking brain. Every time I go down there, it's like, oh, you a small box? That's going to be 53 fucking dollars. <laughs> so for the cum mug, $65. 65 65- but, I mean, are you serious? It's going to Australia, right? Yeah, but it's just a, it's a little cardboard box with a mug in it. And by the way, I declared it at zero value. So oh, like, you really okay. think it's sixty five dollars? Uh, fifty. It's a mug, sir. It's a it's a cum mug. And again, zero like zero dollar declared value. Like so, they don't have to pay any customs tax. I'll give you one more guess. Okay. Um. Fifty-five. Final answer. Eighty-seven dollars. Jesus Christ! Eighty-seven American dollars to send a cum mug. Not even eighty-seven dollar dues. No, eighty-seven goddamn American U.S. dollars to send this mug. So I'm like, you know what? 
I smell government bureaucracy. That's the problem. The problem is the government's ineffective, like inability to let go of its stranglehold of packages and not cede the space to the private sector. Yeah, that's the problem. Government. Yeah, yeah gummy mint. So I went down to UPS, good old UPS, brown shorts, big calves, wide smiles. Uh, guess how much? Guess how much they wanted to ship this? Oh, I don't think you'd be telling me this if it wasn't more. So, what was the first one? Eighty-five. Yeah, it was eighty-five dollars. I'm gonna go with ninety-nine dollars. Okay, again, I just want to let you know. You have to factor in that the private sector, like, is incentivized to do everything cheaper and more efficiently than the government. Well, that's true. That's true. Okay. But they also just don't hate, they hate cum mugs because they hate sex workers. They, so. they don't know what's, they, they don't open the box before they send it. They don't even, they just think it's a regular mug. No, they x-ray it like they do at the TSA. Really? Like they send it through uh -huh. this scanner. Yeah, because they got to make sure you don't have explosives. So they x-ray it and they read the word cum. Yeah, and it's just a mug shape, like, outline with the word C-U-M. Okay, because that's not even what the mug is. It's a anyway. No, no, that's that price is absurd. Uh, guess again. Uh, I'm going to say 75 then. No. I'm giving you one more guess, but like really do try to guess this time. $75.99? $165. You're fucking me. I had them give me an estimate. I wanted a written estimate because I knew you wouldn't believe me. So I'm going to send it to you right now. I'm going to text it to you. Oh, please freaking do because I frankly, I don't believe you. <laughs> Well, fuck my ass and call me a monkey. It costs that much to ship a small cum mug. You know what? I think it's just because there's cum in the mug. There is no, it's not. Let's be real. It's really just an illusion to come. It's me as John Arbuckle drinking a can of Fanta. It's like you have to know a lot of lore to understand what is happening on this mug. It's, it's not like a come town mug from the podcast come town. I don't know. I think it, when you send it through, they just see it. They beep, beep, come detected. The machines are very smart these days, the stereos. You think the UPS has machines that detect cum jokes? Yeah, so they it's, it's to make sure that they don't get held liable for, like, you know, those sick, disgusting perverts that, like, buy shat-in panties on the internet? No, I don't know these <laughs> sick, disgusting perverts that buy shat- Anyway, let's cut to the chase. Finally, FedEx. I go down to FedEx, FedEx Kinkos. Like, you know they have a little arrow in the logo? Yeah. Did you have you seen the hidden arrow? That means they move packages. They move them. They move them. They can't wait to move your packages. Oh, the arrow. And you know, in the Amazon logo, actually, there's also come. Yeah. If you ever see the Amazon logo, it's actually made of it. See, okay. All right. I know I'm going to have to guess the price here. I do know for a fact that FedEx does not look at the boxes. Okay. Which, fun fact. Fun, hot, sweet tip. FedEx, How do you know this? Uh, because the guy that sent us acid did so via FedEx. You know what? You're making me like FedEx a lot. If yeah. FedEx is just like your drug shipper of choice, like FedEx, we don't care. <laughs> Give I mean, us the money. That's what I'm telling you about. Like, yo, you pay too much for the private sector. No, motherfucker, you don't because you're paying to avoid the government. You buy in drugs. You buy in bitcoins <laughs> sent through the mail, physical bitcoins. You remember that story a couple of years ago about that guy that had a bag full of Chuck E. Cheese tokens and was selling it to people on the streets, telling them it was bitcoins? Yeah, I love that guy. <laughs> okay, so, oh, man, I don't know what, like, if UPS scanned it and saw that there was cum and sold you that price, what price would FedEx sell? We don't care if there's cum in there. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the cum surcharge. Yes, okay. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with 
One hundred. How much was the last one? One hundred and sixty dollars. Okay, UPS, and I have the numbers up right here. UPS was eighty-seven ninety-five. Okay. UPS was one hundred and sixty-one dollars and eight cents. How much for FedEx to ship a small mug? But it doesn't know what's in the mug. Like that's the point of shipping something FedEx is the mug is probably full of fucking super math or something. Okay, well it's very light super math, and if they <laughs> and if they're shipping by weight and not by what's inside the thing, it's light. It's just a mug. It's wrapped up in some bubble wrap. I'm gonna say 170 dollars. Close. I'll give you one more guess. 175. Okay, actually, you're almost exactly right. Oh fuck! One more guess. Uh, 180. No, uh, the correct answer is 1,945 dollars <laughs> and eight cents. Yes, they wanted the price of a used car. No, I'm not serious. It was uh, it was actually 175 dollars and 57 cents. <gasps> I win. That is exactly the number here on my on my little rage document that I started making as I smell my beans burning all over Brooklyn. But if you're wondering why Brooklyn smells like the Bush's big beans factory burnt down, it's because I tried to send a cum mug one day and it cost way too much money. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you had this experience, first of all. I'm sorry that your beans are burned. And I'm sorry but I most feel bad for that poor guy from Australia. Man, fuck. I know. If you want to come pick it up, we just give it to you. <laughs> he said he was going to visit America. He said that he is coming to visit America over the summer and that he would just buy the mug uh, cash off of us at like a diner or a Starbucks or something like one of those shady Craigslist deals. So I guess it's cheaper to fly to America <laughs> to pick up this goddamn mug than it is to ship it to Australia. Yeah, no, I'm, I actually am changing the rules. I'm going to buy the mug from you, and then I'm just going to list it for specifically this guy for free in the middle of Times Square. <laughs> that's gonna... it. It's pickup only, and that's only <laughs> where you can get it. So, guy, I didn't lie to you. This is just one of those Craigslist offers. It's like free to pick up. <laughs> For you specifically. You have to figure it out at the top of the Empire State Building. Yeah. You have to answer a bunch of riddles from that Eminem dressed like Elvis in the middle of Times Square. That was literally an episode of Nathan For You. Have uh, you seen that one? I'm, there's an Eminem Elvis episode? No, there's an episode of Nathan For You where uh, he's like, it's a gas station. Oh, uh, yeah, the one with the rebate and it's on the mountain. <laughs> yeah, that's the same, th same thing. The mug great. is a free, but you have to come pick it up <laughs> wherever I specify. All right, excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, um, there's one more thing that uh, is burning my beans. Um, I am, uh, you know, 39 years old. I took my first improv class. I was 19 years old. Jesus. So 20 years later, I'm like, I'm going to do another loop. You know, like in a video game with like New Game Plus, like I'm going to do another loop. Like I'm older now. I'm going to take some improv classes and just like, you know, kind of... Could, you know, try to warm up, become a better actor, hopefully be like funnier on the loudest podcast, you know. As one does. Yeah, as you do. Yeah, I forgot how annoying improv people are. Yeah, no, I don't know how you fucking do that sober. I did one improv class and it was it was a truly enlightening experience. There was one guy that did I, I know I said this before, but there was one guy who was just straight up asked, what accents can we do? Oh, I like, remember. Yes, we've talked about this on the show. And then he settled on cowboy and he just did cowboy the entire semester. How was his cowboy character? I mean, it was a pretty good cowboy accent. You saw it, I think. I did? Yeah. Uh -huh. I just remember you. Oh, thank at your you. your improv show. Can I hear his cowboy? Oh, uh, Mark, what the fuck are you doing down at the station, Mark? 
Oh, you got a cup there. What's in the cup? Cum? <laughs> <laughs> Don't try a ship of that to Australia, Mark. This guy says, is this guy on Saturday Night Live? Is he on Lorne Michaels' seminal show, Saturday Night Live, right now? I don't know, but he was fucking tall. He was like seven feet tall. And also, did you see that? Why are people mad about SNL again? Did you see Candace Owens? Like, like oh, who's you playing on SNL? I'm much more attractive than this uh, goofy dork. It's like, I, what fucking year is it? Why are you getting mad at SNL? I, I don't. I was listening to Thought Cops. And um, they were playing, they started like playing some clip of SNL that made people mad. And I was so mad at the clip that I just turned off the cops. I was, I was like, I was like, I'm sure you guys have some really great insights on why this sucks. But like, I don't, I can't even make it through the clip to hear them. I'm going to unvaccinate myself. I'm going to put a potato on my goddamn arm. So I'm taking these improv classes again. I'm trying to like make friends and be social, which I haven't been social for a long time. It's hard. It's very, very difficult. So, that, so everyone's always like, let's go to the bar afterwards. Let's all go to the bar and bond in our improv 101 class. And I'm like, Asteros, I'm forcing you to go to the bar. <laughs> like you have to go and sit there and just be nice. Like you have to learn how to be social again. And uh, so I'm the only one drinking hot chocolate. Everyone else is like knocking back double gin and tonics and double well whiskey and diets. Like everyone else is like getting drunk and trying to fuck each other. And I'm just like the old man sipping on his goddamn hot chocolate. Like Russell Greer. That's what Russell Greer orders. Really? Yeah, uh -huh, hot chocolate. You and him, one of the same. Okay, well, you know what? Never again. Thank you, thank you for telling me. I guess I'll just get the shitty bar coffee. Like, with the hot chocolate, these are sugar in there. I'm like, I, I'm like, you know what? It's hard to screw up just opening up a packet of something and then pouring hot water in it. But I guess if it brings me anywhere close to Russell Grew, I'm no part of it. <laughs> okay, continue. All right, anyway. And someone was like, hey, you want some, uh, who wants to split some nachos? Guess who wanted to split some nachos? Me. I always want to split some nachos. Why is this person asking you like a drug dude? Like, hey, kids, you want nachos? <laughs> I don't know. That's just how people talk. Okay. Like, they're like, he's like, who wants to split some nachos? I'm like, I always, always want to split nachos. I can't eat a whole plate of I mean, I can. I shouldn't eat a whole plate just of nachos. Just prefer not to. <laughs> I, will, I want to have a plate of nachos. Thank you. So, you know, New York City bar prices, this plate of nachos costs $21. It's a lot, there's a lot of nachos on there. There's a lot of cheese. There's a lot of chips. There's a lot. It's a very healthy sized plate of nachos, but total retail price, no tax, no tip, $21. I mean, yeah, I've been desensitized to this. I paid like, what, 35 bucks for a burger last night. And he's like, I'll Venmo you for, I'll Venmo you for my half of the nachos. And I'm like, great. And I know what that means because he's 23 years old and I'm like, I'm going to get a Venmo for some hypothetical number <laughs> that is nowhere even in the realm of mathematically appropriate for how much half of a plate of New York nachos plus tax plus tip costs. But I'm like, you know what? I'm 39 years old. I'm going to have to just pay the old man tax, the I can afford this. You probably can't tax. Yeah, no, I've gotten to the point. I've been so, I've had so many bad experiences with people saying, I'll Venmo you, that whenever I just hear that phrase, I just like, okay, money's gone. <laughs> like, I just, I just bought you dinner. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah, it, yeah it, there's, there's like no point in getting mad about it. It's unless, just going to happen. Unless I see multiple credit cards going in the little black thing you put on the table. I'm like, okay, that's money's gone. Yes. <laughs> I'm not getting that back. Yes, exactly. So guess how much 
this uh, this kid Venmo's me for? Mm, well, the nachos were $21. I think this might just be one of those a-holes that doesn't tip. So I'm going to say, what's 21 divided by two? Like nine and a half? Uh, no, it's $10.50. Oh, shit. I'm bad at math. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with exactly $10.50. Okay. So contributing nothing to the tax? Absolutely nothing. Nothing to the tip? Absolutely nothing. That would have made more sense than just sending me $9. Why did he send you $9? It's, that's not even half the retail price of the shows. And it's like, it's like so close to it that that's intentionally a fuck you. Like you can afford, I don't care what you do for a living or where you work. You can afford, if you can afford $9, you can afford $10.50. It's $1.50 off. You can find that in your couch. That kid just wanted to fuck you. I don't know what kind of fantasy world this kid is living in. Where you can get $9.50 nachos. We're not in Indiana anymore, who's your boy? Welcome to New York. Give me all your money. Because that's what you have to do every day when you wake up in this city. The Statue of Liberty sticks her hand through the window and goes, give me all your money. Yeah, I know. I can't believe I, they raised the waking up tax again. <laughs> I'm thinking about just dying to avoid it. Yeah, no, that would be cheaper. Can't believe it. That's what I get for trying to improve myself. That's what I get for trying to better myself. I'm also taking an acting class now, just a straight up acting class. It's like, look, I'm getting older. It's about time I used to learn some of these things and like really make a try of it. Like really try. But there's a guy who looks and sounds and acts just like Big Ed in the class. Oh, no. Wait, like he's got the disease, the no neck disease? Yes. Oh, my God. That poor man. Is So he's a douche. How, how, when you say act like Big Ed, whoa, whoa, give me more there. Very charming, but like transparently so. Where like, uh, I get the sense that like, I, he, you know, he's like trying to be like, I'm a nice guy, I'm a nice guy. And it's just like, uh, I, I don't trust you. So, like, one of those cheap gumballs that you get from the machine that if you like scrape your nail on it, just perfunctory, like the paint will peel off. <laughs> Yes. Like, that's what I think about Big Ed, how he acts, is because he tries so hard to be nice, but it's like, it's like a, even the littlest crack of the foundation, the whole house comes caving in. That's, yes, that's exactly, that is exactly what is happening. But here's the thing. He's a very good actor. I guess like Big Ed. Like, this guy's very entertaining, very charming. But like, I show up late to class because I live like in the asshole of Brooklyn. And I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm okay. I'm just going to stand in the back. And he keeps like shoving chairs at me. And I'm just like trying to stand in the back, watch someone do their scene. He's like, ah, oh, sit, ah, oh, sit. I'm like trying to wave him off, like, no, no, no. He's like pushing chairs. Like I'm a fucking bull in the running of the bull. This guy's shoving chairs at me. God damn it. Just let me stand in the, I'm late. I'm late to class. Just let me stand in the back of the class and watch Maria have a fake conversation with her mom where she comes out as gay. Oh, good for Maria. Uh, did you actually, okay. So my first thought is like, he's an anxiety boy. And of he's course thinking he's that, an anxiety boy. And he's thinking like, like, you're tired and you need a chair and it's rude of him to not stand. So he wants you to know that there are chairs there. After he pushed the chair at you the first time, did you make any kind of signal like thanks, yeah. but no thanks, like the hand thing? Yeah, I did the hand thing immediately. Like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. No, I'm good. I did that instantly. And he kept doing it? Yes, because in his mind, like alarm bells were going off. And he's thinking about like how he needs a chair and he can't stand without a chair because his body just looks like the boulder from Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> and so like, you know, so, so then I have to just sit in the chair just to shut this guy up so that Maria can say, hey, you know that woman I introduced you to is my roommate? Well, we were roommates, but we were more than that. Yes, mom, I'm gay. I'm gay and I'm, I'm glad I'm finally telling. <laughs> 
than you. Oh, they were roommates. Yeah. My roommate was also my sapphic life partner. Mom, <laughs> eat that, Iowa. <laughs> eat shit and die. <laughs> So there's this exercise we all have to do in this class where it's like, you know, have a you have to have a phone conversation with somebody and it has to be like a phone conversation that you wouldn't want to have in real life, but you've always wanted to have. And every single phone conversation is either somebody coming out as gay to their mom or somebody going like, Pop, I moved to New York to become an actor, but I want you to be proud of me <laughs> anyway. I know I'm not taking over the family contract in business. I'm following my dreams, Pop, just like Grandpa Pop did when he came to America. And I need you to be okay with this. I'm sorry I'm not taking over the hero sub sandwich shop at Better Off Family for 450 years. <laughs> oh, that's great. I imagine there's a lot of crying in that exercise. They always cry. You know how many times I've ha- I've like sat there in class or hopefully stood there in class and watched someone who's bawling their eyes out on a Sunday afternoon. I take two trains into the city and I paid $400 to watch strangers cry. Oh my God, that sounds like a fucking nightmare. You couldn't pay me to do that. I think who I would call would be when I was in third grade, I had this teacher and we're going to call her Amanda because that was her first name. And... Uh, she was, for some reason, had some kind of fucking hate boner for me because I was like in third fucking grade. So obviously I didn't have all of my shit together. And sometimes I would forget my notebooks. So I'd ask my friend like, hey, do you have a piece of paper I could like just take notes on? And of course they'd give it to me. And then she'd walk around and be like, oh, look, Saraj is taking notes on a spare piece of paper. That's not going to get lost or anything. And like she would actually fucking say shit like that in front of the goddamn class. And uh, she was pregnant. She got knocked up by the end of the year. I hope on accident nice. <laughs> but uh, she's pregnant by the end of the year and we're all saying goodbye and I was like bye Amanda uh, can I rub your belly and she, I go and she's like oh wow Sarancha I can't believe you're saying goodbye too so you know what I would call her and be like hey I fucking hate you like if you fucking hate third graders that with that passion maybe teaching is not your fucking calling bro you know what let's do the <laughs> exercise right now I've got master acting teacher Uta Hagen's book, A Challenge for the Actor. Okay. We will now go through what is known as the second exercise, the fourth side. In order to experiment with the technique of subliminal use of the fourth side, I would like you to use a telephone call as the premise of your two-minute exercise. You must know exactly to whom and about what you are speaking, as well as the content of what is being said to you. Oh, I know about to whom I am fucking speaking to death. Whomstative. Determine which of the four sides of the room around you represent the audience area. Okay, well, I think that's you, viewer, patreon.com slash hysterios. You're very handsome. Nice. Okay. Now, imagine objects decorating the fourth side of the room around you. Fill the room spontaneously with objects, mementos, tokens of esteem and affection. Oh, okay. So I'm surrounded by things that I like for, like, supporting me. Is that what that is? Indeed. Okay, just... Barrels and barrels of sweet potatoes. <laughs> I'm hold, hold on. There's nothing in Uta Hagen's respect for a barrels and barrels like Donkey Kong, but instead of nanners, it's sweet potatoes. Yeah, I just really like sweet potatoes. You can bake them. You can put them in the air fryer. Oh, you ever have it with sour cream? So fucking good. I don't buy the organic cheese anymore though because I fucked up a batch of potatoes by putting old. I guess the cheese was a little bit too old and had this like weird. I felt like I was eating smoke. 
don't know if that's going to make me sick soon, but probably. Probably. Are these cheesy smoked potatoes in the room with you right now? Yes. There's bowls and bowls and bowls of Wait, no, 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 no. Except they're not smoky. They are made with the uh, pasteurized, full of preservative cheese, like fucking God intended. Excellent. Now that you are surrounded with the potatoes you so desire, you may pick up the phone and begin you late. Okay. Beep, 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 beep. Ring, ring. Are you? Am I playing with you or am I just talking? You're just talking. Okay. Hey, Amanda, you dumb fucking cunt. Remember, remember when I was in third grade? Probably not. Probably not because I think your baby has fetal alcohol syndrome or something. Remember when I was in third grade and you kept fucking picking on a third grade? Yeah, what the fuck is your problem, you stupid bitch? Who the fuck does that to a child? Like, if you're... Like, I get it. You sound like you... You acted like a fucking page from r slash antinatalism like if you really have that big of a hate butter for kids one don't get knocked up i have a feeling it was an accident anyway because that kid came out all fucked up and number two like maybe not be a teacher maybe you could be like i don't know a secretary or a i don't know a nurse or maybe like anything that doesn't involve children you're a stupid bitch bing and i eat a bowl of potatoes <laughs> Thank you. Bravo! Thank you. Bravissimo! Uh, gra- gracias. You just, you know, I just spent $400 to learn this. You just did this for free. You're kicking my ass. Because you should see the phone call I did. It oh. wasn't nearly as good. Who'd you call? Well, instead of telling you who I call, I mean, it might be easier to kind of just walk you through yeah, it. Yeah, demonstrate it. Do me now. Do me now. I'm the audience. What's in the room with you? Waffle fries. How many? Dozens. Hundreds. Thousands. You stole my idea. <laughs> It's a it's a root. No, it, the waffle fries are totally different than sweet potatoes. Are these waffle fries made from s- sweet potatoes? No, <laughs> they're good tasting waffle fries. They're not those like fucked up diet potatoes you eat that you pretend taste good. Sweet potato. Sweet potatoes. Just call them stupid potatoes because that's what they are. Well, go ahead. Fucking go ahead then. Color swap sriracha. <laughs> I've liked starches for long before I met you, and I'll like starches after you're in the grave. Well, good. I well, great. I hope I go in the ground like a sweet potato soon. <laughs> oh, great. And leave a bunch of disgusting nothingness for all of us to pretend we like? Yeah, that's fine. You know what sweet potatoes are? They're like the CBD of weed to regular potatoes is regular potatoes. What the fuck does that mean? Sweet potatoes are the Diet Coke of potatoes. I think you think that sweet potatoes have fewer calories than regular potatoes, and that's not true. Yes, they do. They have f- they have fewer calories. They've got more vitamins. Sweet potatoes and yams are better for you than starches, which are just empty calories. Hey, serious. You know how sometimes you get like these very weird ideas about food that you are convinced are true, but mm-hmm. are not even remotely close to being true? I feel like this is one of those. Hey, remember that time? when you were like I'm only gonna eat cabbage soup yeah remember when you were like I'm gonna go on an only cabbage soup diet <laughs> yes I do remember that now who's got the weird ideas about food oh well I mine is called an eating disorder jackass well I went to a nutritionist so she told me I could have half a cup of sweet potatoes a day she told me that regular potatoes counted as an extravagant <laughs> indulgence okay well fair enough i can't argue with the nutritionist haven't you seen her she's very skinny well if she's skinny then tell her tell her to tell us all our secrets i will all right now i'm gonna pick up the phone boop boop beep pop pop uh hello uh, may i speak to michael eisner please <laughs> uh yes it's a stereos coconuts yeah yes in the, uh, the year 1996 okay thanks 
Do you know the way? Michael, it's a stereos. I, I, I know you don't know me. And, and please, just give me a second. Let, just let me get all this out. I know you're not going to want to hear this. And I know that this isn't probably how you wanted to spend your Tuesday. But when you canceled dinosaurs, you left a hole in my heart. And you know, you left a hole in America's heart. We fell in love with the baby. We loved that the baby called the dad, not the mama. We fell in love with Earl Sinclair and Franny Sinclair and Robbie Sinclair and all the rest. When you let the dinosaurs... Dinosaur. When you left the dinosaurs to die in that ice cave in the finale, and then refused to renew dinosaurs for a new season on TGIF, you left all of us kids with the impression that Earl and the baby and Fran are just dead in a cave. And that's not fair to us, Michael. I want you to bring the dinosaurs back for just one half hour. Tell me how their story ended. Tell America how their story ended. Michael, thanks for your time. Bravo. Bravissimo. You really liked it? Asterius, my heart is broken for you and the poor, poor fucking dinosaurs. They all died in a cave! Well, that's how the story ended. What do you mean? What type of other conclusion do you need? They're dead. I didn't know we could call people we didn't know. Hang on, I'm getting the phone. Beep, 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 beep. Hello? Kojima, a death stranding fucking sucked. Ching. That's all. That's all I had to fucking say. Oh, actually, hold on. I think you're... Oh, by the way, Siraj, for people who aren't watching, she literally picked up her foot and uses the phone. I think your uh, foot is ringing. Oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Hello? Uh, hey, it's uh, Kojima. Uh, Destroying rules, you suck. Hey, the fuck, loudest podcast. The loudest podcast sucked. Your Twitch stream sucked. You can't even kill a hundred civilians in Grand Theft Auto correctly. Hey, you know what I can do? Fuck, fucking moron! Is get on Twitter and not say that my girlfriend is nineteen and then not understand why everybody is getting mad at me. Hey, in Tokyo, that's totally cool. In fact, I got the Japanese Medal of Honor for dating a nineteen-year-old. Bro, you didn't even date a 19 year old you just don't speak English well I happen to be speaking English perfectly well right now you know who really can't speak English well you have the word you pronounce sound like garbage well, one time instead of rendezvous you said rendezvous okay well how about this cunt let's see if you understand this go fuck yourself ching ring ring <laughs> ring ring your phone's ringing <laughs> your phone's ringing <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, th- I don't think I need this acting class anymore yeah, no, this is acting right now. You're acting like uh, I'm tolerable to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, hey, we will be right back with more from the last podcast. Welcome back. Last podcast, last podcast on the internet. It's time for, guess what, a segment we haven't done in a while. Voicemails. Voicemails? Yeah, no, we got some good voicemails. Some of them, you could tell, were sitting in the inbox for a while, but we are doing voicemails. Of course, if you want to leave a voicemail, you got to send a voicemail to, what's the phone number? The phone number is 848-863-5343, or just record a voice note on your phone and email it to the loudest podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, I do listen to those, so let's get right down to it. All right, excellent. Uh, this first voice smell i guess they must have heard us playing um the uh, kitchen nightmares role-playing game yeah this one's called hotel hell 
Hey, Asterio Sinsaracha, I'm calling live from New York. Uh, I wanted to ask about uh, freaking, you know, Gordon Ramsay and his shit. I recently watched an episode of a show called Hotel Hell, and there's an episode about an inn called the Roosevelt Inn, and there's like a Gordon Ramsay fan service scene where Gordon Ramsay strips down in front of the camera and gets in the shower and you see Gordon's cake, and I'm like, whoa, Gordon Ramsay fan service moment. Anyway, that's it. Love the show. Bye. Gordon Ramsay fan service moment. <laughs> they do that on the UK version every time. Yeah, you can see uncensored tits on the UK version. Well, it, but it's but those are not Gordon Ramsay's tits. We're not just talking about that. Like, in the UK version, there's always a scene where Gordon Ramsay strips out of his regular clothes and puts on his chef's jacket, like Superman changing into his outfit, where it's like, Gordon Ramsay, time to get to work. Well, I guess the United States version is just kind of getting with it, finally, and showing Gordon Ramsay's sweet ass on Hotel Hell. I wonder if it's blurred out. We gotta watch that episode. Well, the is uncensored, it- everything's on YouTube. It's all uncensored. Oh, fuck yeah. All right, this next voice, but you know what, Sriracha? I don't like the titles of a lot of these voicemails. I'm just going to put that out there. Half of them I didn't title because they came through the mail. And for some reason, when I get, when they come through the mail, you, listener, you can name them whatever you want. I can't change it. Okay. Well, this next one is just called Autism. <laughs> Hi, Stereos and Sarantra. Uh First, I want to say um, congratulations on the engagement. Thank I'm you. I'm very happy for you both. I uh, have loved listening to y'all for the last couple of years, and I think you uh, make a great pair. Um, secondly, um, for your uh, autism quiz episode, I've been thinking about it. I learned from my wife, who does actual autism evaluations, like actual science-based um, shit, and not um, Thomas the Tank Engine-based uh, online quizzes. Um, that there is an autism test. It's called the Woodcock Johnson Test of Cognitive Abilities. Yeah. Woodcock Johnson. Woodcock Johnson. First of all, that's an incredible name. Second of all, she did it. you Send look it up, uh, the person, the, the two people who invented this test are named Richard Woodcock and Mary <coughs> Bonner Johnson. Dick Woodcock? Richard Woodcock and Mary Bonner Johnson. With special That's like five fucking to- euphemisms. In Big two names for <laughs> one autism test. That's a gift. That's a gift to the world that that people need to know. I did need to know that. I'm <laughs> Anyways, glad, uh, I'm glad love I the show. That. Love you guys. Congratulations again. Love you too. Uh, bye. Get your wife to call into the show and evaluate us live. Yeah, we got to take the Woodcock Johnson test. Okay, A, we got to take the Woodcock Johnson test. B, have your wife evaluate the Woodcock Johnson. Because I want to get those little autism cards that are like, yes, I do have autism. <gasps> I am allowed to joke about this. And I do get free Froyo. Oh, can do I get a little placard like I could hit park in the handicapped spot? Like, you ever see that... Uh- <laughs> <laughs> like that incident that happened a couple years ago with Jeffree Star parked in a handicapped spot and somebody confronted him and was like, hey, don't park there. That's for handicapped people. And he just screams, I have AIDS and keeps walking. Jeffree Star did that? Yeah, I don't think he actually has AIDS. Yeah, gee, I wonder why people don't seem to like him anymore. Yeah, so I want to do that. I want my little placard people be like, hey, you're not disabled. And be like, I'm autistic. <laughs> Keep walking. Yeah, exactly. All right, get your wife to call in. Okay, this next. I'm not even going to read the next. What's it called? It's called School Shooter Day. Oh, yeah, that, but we did a whole episode about that. We did? Don't you remember it was like the challenge? 
No. The TikTok challenge? I don't remember what I ate for breakfast this morning. You think I remembered episodes of the loudest podcast? You brought it in. Sounds like something you'd bring in. You brought it in. You little edgelord. Okay. Can't believe you're trying to get us canceled. Hey, Rancho and Stereos. I was listening to the most recent episode. I was hearing you talk about shoot up at school day. Oh, and that's different. That actually happened How is that different? School. It's very Except different. It's like an actual fucking shooting threat. <laughs> so here, here's what happened. There was a shooting at the local middle oh, school. Oh, God. So they had evacuated a bunch of middle schoolers into the high school where I was there. Everyone else was there scared in dark rooms hiding because we had no fucking idea what was going on. And two moron sophomores called in a goddamn bomb threat during a school shooting lockdown. <laughs> it is one of the dumbest things I have ever heard. And this just goes to show that sometimes Indiana is ahead of the curve when it comes to dumb shit. I knew making fun of Indiana earlier in this episode would pay off. You fucking Hoosiers! How much do you want to get out of this stupid test you have to take? You're calling it a bomb threat during an active shooter situation? What do you think you'll get? Two days off? Double lockdown. Double lockdown for double trauma! Where, Jesus! Where do they even send you after that? Like, oh, there's a school shooting at the middle school. Oh, and also this bomb at the high school. Where are you going to go? Just out in the parking lot? Do they think the Indianapolis 500 means somebody called in 500 threats to a school? Is that what they think that number is? Because that's not what that number means. That's what is what it means. It's like that that hot trend you're talking about. I don't. I've never talked about this and I never would. Okay. <laughs> oh, this next voicemail is called Bo the Sheep Would Like to Fuck the Green M&M. <laughs> Why did we keep asking for voicemails? <laughs> yeah, make better voicemails. Everyone except that last guy. That was great. Hey, Sirius. It's me, Reformed Archward, Bow the Sheep. Just want to talk about He's the reformed. green m and His situation. voice dropped. Like, you know, I'm, I'm just like... hit puberty. <laughs> yeah, he hit puberty. His bra- voice dropped. attempts to rally numerous on against the company has failed so far. But, but you know, you know, what I find most... Disturbing <laughs> the implication that the green M&M sneakers could not be seen as attractive. That is frankly just disgusting and more. You know, I thought the worst we got was using child slave labor. Okay, more all right, Bo the Sheep. Yes, yes, yes. What he's saying is he's more sexually attracted to the green M&M now that she's wearing sneakers. Well, I kind of am too. Because I kind of like that, like, sporty, casual girl-next-door type over, like, the unapproachable, untouchable ice queen type that her previous shoes Well, yeah, we there. already got that. That's what the brown M&M is. Didn't they change the brown M&M shoes, too? They just kind of made her shoes a little shittier. Like, she's still wearing high heels, but they're less sexy. So instead of, like, six-inch stilettos, they're, like, four-inch stilettos? No, instead of stilettos, she's just wearing block heels now. So they're not like the heels are thicker. Oh, so she's wearing like shit kickers. Right. Like so you can't when she steps on your balls, it's not like concentrated on one particular point anymore. It's spread out. But it still hurts a lot. Exactly. She's literally wearing shit. Okay, so they made brown, the brown Eminem like a tough hot topic girl. I guess so. That's fun. Look, no matter what you do to the Eminem women's feet, I will find a way 
to get where I need to go. Well, great. You and Tucker Carlson to get get together and head to a circle. <laughs> you look. You, oh, 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 no. We closed down this exit. Oh, don't worry. I, fa- I made my own little on-ramp. I found a shortcut to my destination. Oh, oh, the oh, the bridge is out? Don't worry. I'm making a tunnel. I'm getting where I need to go, and it doesn't matter what the feet look like. M&M's, you will tell me what the feet smell like next. <laughs> you will. They smell like chocolate. We don't know that. <laughs> no, I don't know that. Happy New Year's, Asteris and Sarincha. It's me, Garfield. Garf! I finally escaped Nathan Missouri's house. I kicked that stupid scooby Dog of the table. And now I'm going home to take screenshots of those NFTs because I can. Hey! Anti-clade stage capitalism Garfield comes through again! Fuck yeah, Garfield. I'm proud of you. I'm proud that you've been freed from the chains of uh, whatever the fuck Nathan Masry was doing. <laughs> so Nathan Masry, and, and look, we, we do not have time to get into this this week. But Nathan Masry has opened up a Discord server. Oh, yes, guys. You need to join the Nathan Masry Discord server if it's still alive. It is still. His entire moderation team is made up of the loudest podcast listeners. Oh, yeah. No, I'm going through the list. I'm like, I recognize that person. I recognize that person. You're going to see Harvestor in here. Yeah, it's great. And they are talking to him for hours at a time on discord he is spending like three hour nights just filling these young impressionable minds with diarrhea and that's our jobs yeah exactly i am amazed we didn't get like auto banned from that (laughs) server (laughs) uh so in a future episode of the loudest podcast i want to have nathan's mods on to kind of give us a window into how he's doing what's going on now that he's lost the guard this is what I've heard. Take this with a grain of salt, okay? I'll just, I'll tell you guys this and that's it. I have rumors. It, telling tales at school again. It's just like, I've heard that Nickelodeon and Viacom are like, Nathan, please stop mentioning Garfield on social media, please. You no longer have the license. Could you stop talking about Garf? Nathan, he's not really happy about this. Oh, well, what they did ban him from talking about Garfield like they could ban him from selling Garfield shit probably but like he, he, he hey freedom freeze frozen peaches Nathan Masri call in talk about your how your frozen peaches are being stepped on we love that yeah Nathan call in call, just you know I'm hearing rumors I'm hearing that there's some friction if there's anything we at the loudest podcast can do to like help men fences and repair the relationship between you and Viacom, like just let us know. We want to help. I've heard that they stopped him from talking about Garfield, so now he's making uh, content with his uh, own OC donut steal Nathan Cat or something. Okay, okay. Again, I'm trying. I don't want to get too far down this because if we start, I have a meeting in a minute. Okay, but apparently he has created his own furry OC named Nathan Field. If, or this is, Field. if this is true, this is the funniest thing he's ever done. <laughs> and I think he's trying to open up a restaurant called Nathfield Eats. Which I'm going. <laughs> like the thing is, I know I keep talking about how this guy's food sucks and he's crazy, but if he opens up Nathfield Eats, I will go. He's got me. He's Got me! Right, dude. I didn't go to BronyCon for six consecutive years for the food. I'll tell you that. All right. Well, hey, listen. That is it for this week's episode of The Loudest Podcast. Next week is the big episode 150. 150 episodes of The Loudest Podcast. So again, leave us a voicemail wishing us a happy 150 at 848 863 
888-532-5343 or you email your voice note to the loudest podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much and we'll see you next week. Bye.